Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. You probably think you know fairy tales. Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood. You probably think that they're cute and boring. But the real stories aren't cute and boring at all. The grim fairy tales were weird and sometimes gross and often scary. And in the podcast Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, you can listen along with a group of other kids as I tell them those tales. The episodes are sometimes grim, sometimes grimmer, and sometimes grimmest. But no matter how creepy it gets, we'll always have a great time guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and discussing what these tales mean to us. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most, and custodian of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This wild tale, Story Club members, might make you dread the full moon. It's one I call Howl of the Wolf. Oh! The howl awakened Connor, and he realized he had napped too long. He looked around at what was once a warm, sun-filled day, now cold and eerie in the bone-colored glow of the moonlight. Connor heard the howl again, closer this time. He rose from his resting spot on the side of the muddy forest path, and he ran. He wasn't sure what direction he was going. He just needed to get away from that howl, and the terrible hairy beast that must have produced it. Connor knew he should try to find his parents' cabin nearby. He told his mom before leaving this afternoon that he was going hiking down the long, woodsy path that ran past the back of their cabin. He'd only been down a section of it with his father once, when they were birdwatching last spring. Now it was autumn, though, and the leaves were burning orange, yellow, and red. Connor was 11 now, and he wanted to explore the path on his own. He was old enough. He told his mom that he would be home by dinner time, but Connor knew it was much later than that now. The sun had gone down, and the October moon shined in all its glory. Connor remembered that a farmer had discovered a half a dozen of his sheep killed last month, their wool strewn in the field like the stuffing of a torn open pillow. Forest rangers found a mountain lion in the area, and they thought it was the perpetrator. The forest rangers caught the animal and relocated it to a wildlife preserve far away. The sheep had been attacked on the night of a full moon, and Connor's father joked that it was a werewolf not the mountain lion, who had dined on them. Watch out for the werewolf, his father joked as Connor left that afternoon. It's out there prowling around looking for young boys and girls to eat. And now, a month after the sheep had been found dead, the full moon shone again. Oh! There it was again, closer still. No mountain lion howled like that, at least from what Connor had read online and seen on nature shows. 
The noise sounded like a wolf's howl, but Connor knew there were no wolves in this area of the Pacific Northwest. Wolves lived far up north, in more rural areas. Coyotes don't howl like that either, Connor thought. Connor had heard their whiny nocturnal chants one night when he took out the garbage. Their howls weren't even close to the ferocious ear-piercing scream he heard now. As Connor sprinted from the howl, his feet made slapping sounds on the muddy road. Why had he stopped to take a nap that afternoon? He knew better. But he had just felt so tired. The lazy afternoon had invited a nap. A million scenarios ran through Connor's mind, all involving a horrible moon-stalking beast. He needed an escape route. If he ran up the road for another quarter mile and then took a left turn on Talbot Trail, he could be back to the cabin in five minutes. Of course, that's when the trail would be sunbaked by daylight. By night, even by the aid of the silver light of the moon, he would stumble down the path at best. And he would be stumbling in the dark with that thing close on his heels. He could almost imagine its hot canine breath on the back of his neck. The hot breath before it snapped its terrible jaws around his throat. The fear made him run faster. He might just make it home. Suddenly, Connor froze. Something lurked on the road in front of him. It was a muscular black shape that looked like something cut out of granite in nightmares. The silver moonlight illuminated its broad, furry shoulders. At first, it lurked on four clawed feet, but then suddenly stood erect on two. It wasn't a bear, Connor thought. Bears don't have glowing yellow eyes that cut through the dark like a candle flame. In a flash, it moved, looming a foot in front of him. It blocked out the moon. Its fiery breath reeked of rotten meat. It made Connor nauseous. The creature looked like a wolf, but it stood upright like a man. Like a werewolf. The legends were true. Werewolves actually existed. Connor suddenly felt a burning wetness on his right arm. Blood. The werewolf had sliced through his skin with its four-inch claws. Connor could smell his own blood in the chilly autumn air. It smelled like a warm copper penny. He was too afraid to scream. Nothing came from his throat but a mouse squeak. This was the end of his life. Boom. That was the last thing Connor remembered, the booming sound. Connor awoke. He was in his bed, with his mother and father standing over him. You're lucky to be alive, his father said. Thank goodness you found him, his mother said to his father, dressing the wound on Connor's right arm. What happened? Connor asked. It was a bear, I think, his father explained. I frightened him off with my hunting rifle. It doesn't matter, his mother interrupted. He's safe now. It was no bear, Connor said. It was a wolf, a werewolf. There's no such thing, his parents said in unison. Oh, yes there is, Connor thought. There is one, all right. He rolled over on his side and tried to go back to sleep. But something bothered him. He once watched a late-night movie where a werewolf attacked a man. The man survived, but an old gypsy woman told him that whoever was attacked by a werewolf and lived became a werewolf himself. It seemed like silly movie stuff at the time. But that was when he had thought werewolves were only silly movie stuff. Connor now knew that they really existed. What would happen when the full moon returned in 30 days? Would Connor grow hair and fangs and stalk the dark woods hunting young children? Only time would tell. Connor should have been a little more careful. And now, it sounds like Connor might become a werewolf himself in the next month. What would you do if that happened to you? 
I'd probably lock myself somewhere alone so I couldn't hurt anyone. Although, maybe Spike my toy poodle and Renfield my chihuahua might like me to be like them for a day. Who knows? Talk about going into full beast mode. And you know what else is in full beast mode? My creepy creative brain. I'm not kidding my beloved members, I'm working around the clock on creating more story club designs this week for all of you to pick up at gokidgo.com in time for Halloween. That's right, October is officially now just one week away. I promise I'm gonna have everything you need to rock Halloween ready at gokidgo.com in time for the most spooktacular month of the year. Even if all this designing kills me. <laughs> While you're waiting for my terrifically terrifying new threads to drop at gokidgo.com, don't forget to check out loads of other great stories on the GoKidGo network, like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Capel. And of course, Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Flusville. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or Flusville wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. And of course, I better see you back here tomorrow for another eerie episode, because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. 